Divine Office From ancient times, the Church has had the custom of celebrating each day the Liturgy of the Hours. In this way, the Church fulfills the Lord's precept to pray without ceasing, at once offering praise to God the Father and interceding for the salvation of the world. Saturday, Office of Readings God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus. Et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus. Nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Let us praise the Lord for his mercy and for the wonderful things he has done for men. Let Let us praise the Lord for his mercy and for the wonderful things he has done for men. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love endures forever. Let them say this, the Lord's redeemed, whom he redeemed from the hand of the foe and gathered from far-off lands, from east and west, north and south. Some wandered in the desert, in the wilderness, finding no way to a city they could dwell in. Hungry they were and thirsty. Their soul was fainting within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress, and he led them along the right way to reach a city they could dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his love, for the wonders he does for men. For he satisfies the thirsty soul. He fills the hungry with good things. Some lay in darkness and in gloom, prisoners in misery and chains, having defied the words of God and spurned the counsels of the Most High. He crushed their spirit with toil. They stumbled. There was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He led them forth from darkness and gloom and broke their chains to pieces. Let them thank the Lord for his goodness, for the wonders he does for men, for he bursts the gates of bronze and shatters the iron bars. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord for his mercy and for the wonderful things he has done for men. Men have seen the works of God, the marvels he has done. Men have seen the works of God, the marvels he has done. Some were sick on account of their sins and afflicted on account of their guilt. They had a loathing for every food. They came close to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He sent forth his word to heal them and saved their life from the grave. Let them thank the Lord for his love, for the wonders he does for men. Let them offer a sacrifice of thanks and tell of his deeds with rejoicing. Some sailed to the sea in ships to trade on the mighty waters. These men have seen the Lord's deeds, the wonders he does in the deep. For he spoke, he summoned the gale, raising up the waves of the sea, tossed up to heaven, then into the deep, their soul melted away in their distress. They staggered, reeled like drunken men, for all their skill was gone. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. All the waves of the sea were hushed. They rejoiced because of the calm, and he led them to the haven they desired. Let them thank the Lord for his love, the wonders he does for men. Let them exalt him in the gathering of the people and praise him in the meeting of the elders. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Men have seen the works of God, the marvels he has done. Those who love the Lord will see and rejoice. They will understand his loving kindness. Those who love the Lord will see and rejoice. They they will understand his loving kindness. He changes streams into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, fruitful land into a salty waste for the wickedness of those who live there. But he changes desert into streams, thirsty ground into springs of water. There he settles the hungry, and they build a city to dwell in. They sow fields and plant their vines. These yield crops for the harvest. He blesses them. They grow in numbers. He does not let their herds decrease. He pours contempt upon princes, makes them wander in trackless wastes. They diminish, are reduced to nothing, by oppression, evil, and sorrow. But he raises the needy from distress, makes families numerous as a flock. The upright see it and rejoice, but all who do wrong are silenced. Whoever is wise, let him heed these things and consider the love of the Lord. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. You fill the hungry with good things, Lord God, and break the sinner's chains. Hear your people who call to you in their need and lead your church from the shadows of death. Gather us from sunrise to sunset that we may grow together in faith and love and give lasting thanks for your kindness. Those who love the Lord will see and rejoice. They They will understand his loving kindness. Your truth, O God, is high as the clouds. Lord, your goodness is deep as the ocean. From the Book of Deuteronomy The Lord said to Moses, Go up on Mount Nebo, here in the Abarim Mountains. It is in the land of Moab facing Jericho. And view the land of Canaan which I am giving to the Israelites as their possession. Then you shall die on the mountain you have climbed, and shall be taken to your people, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor, and there was taken to his people, because both of you broke faith with me among the Israelites at the waters of Meribath Kadesh in the desert of Zin by failing to manifest my sanctity among the Israelites. You may indeed view the land at a distance, but you shall not enter that land which I am giving to the Israelites. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, the headland of Pisgah which faces Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead and as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negeb, the circuit of the Jordan with the lowlands at Jericho, city of palms, and as far as Zoar. The Lord then said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that I would give to their descendants. I have let you feast your eyes upon it, but you shall not cross over. So there, in the land of Moab, Moses, the servant of the Lord, died as the Lord had said, and he was buried in the ravine opposite Beth Peor in the land of Moab, but to this day no one knows the place of his burial. Moses was one hundred and twenty years old when he died, yet his eyes were undimmed and his vigor unabated. For thirty days the Israelites wept for Moses in the plains of Moab, till they had completed the period of grief and mourning for Moses. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom, since Moses had laid his hands upon him, and so the Israelites gave him their obedience, thus carrying out the Lord's command to Moses. Since then, no prophet has arisen in Israel like Moses 
whom the Lord knew face to face. He had no equal in all the signs and wonders the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants and against all his land, and for the might and the terrifying power that Moses exhibited in the sight of all Israel. Full of grace, full of truth, the Word lived among us, and from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law was given through Moses, but grace and and truth came came through Jesus Christ. Moses commanded the observance of the law as the heritage of the assemblies of Jacob, but by grace and and truth came through Jesus Christ. A reading from the Pastoral Constitution on the Church in the Modern World of the Second Vatican Council. In the face of death, the enigma of human existence reaches its climax. Man is not only the victim of pain and the progressive deterioration of his body, he is also, and more deeply, tormented by the fear of final extinction. But the instinctive judgment of his heart is right when he shrinks from and rejects the idea of a total collapse and definitive end of his own person. He carries within him the seed of eternity, which cannot be reduced to matter alone, and so he rebels against death. All efforts of technology, however useful they may be, cannot calm his anxieties. The biological extension of his lifespan cannot satisfy the desire inescapably present in his heart for a life beyond this life. Imagination is completely helpless when confronted with death. Yet the Church, instructed by divine revelation, affirms that man has been created by God for a destiny of happiness beyond the reach of earthly trials. Moreover, the Christian faith teaches that bodily death, to which man would not have been subject if he had not sinned, will be conquered. The Almighty and merciful Savior will restore man to the wholeness that he had lost through his own fault. God has called man, and still calls him, to be united in his whole being in perpetual communion with himself, in the immortality of the divine life. This victory has been gained for us by the risen Christ, who by his own death has freed man from death. Faith, presented with solid arguments, offers every thinking person the answer to his questionings concerning his future destiny. At the same time, it enables him to be one in Christ with his loved ones who have been taken from him by death and gives him hope that they have entered into true life with God. Certainly, the Christian is faced with the necessity and the duty of fighting against evil through many trials and of undergoing death. But by entering into the paschal mystery and being made like Christ in death, he will look forward, strong in hope, to the resurrection. This is true not only of Christians, but also of all men of goodwill, in whose heart grace is invisibly at work. Since Christ died for all men, and the ultimate vocation of man is in fact one that is a divine vocation, We must hold 
that the Holy Spirit offers to all the possibility of being united with this Paschal mystery in a way known only to God. Such is the great mystery of man, enlightening believers through the Christian revelation. Through Christ and in Christ, light is thrown on the enigma of pain and death, which overwhelms us without his gospel to teach us. Christ has risen, destroying death by his own death. He has given us the free gift of life, so that as sons in the Son, we may cry out in the Spirit, saying, Abba, Father. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the refuge of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? Even if I walk in the dark valley, I shall fear no evil, for you are there beside me. The Lord is the refuge of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 